Hello, and welcome to Field Notes, the weekly podcast of the Military Fellowship Center in Jacksonville, North Carolina, serving Marines stationed at Cap Lejeune and surrounding areas. Military Fellowship Center is a ministry of Military Evangelism Incorporated. Our speaker and host for the program is Dave Mason, the General Director of Military Evangelism and the Field Director at Jacksonville. Visit us on the web at militaryfellowshipministry.com or email us at militaryfellowshipctr at gmail.com. Now, here's Dave Mason. Second Timothy chapter 2 tonight. I hope you're still, I hope many of you are still uh, committed to the 90-day reading plan. If you're going through it, you should have read Hebrews chapters 1, 2, Three today? One, just one, one. Just one. Just one or two today. You've had actually a pretty easy week. I mean, one day was just Philemon. You know, that's you know one chapter. You know, and you know Second Thessalonians was one day. That's, that's easy. You know. So, um, and here's the thing about here's the thing about if you're struggling with your Bible reading, this is what you got to ask yourself. Okay, you know, Scripture tells us to delight ourselves in the Lord. And his word and has felt the fellowship of the saints are the only things he's left us. If you're not delighting in the reading of his word, you know, this morning I got up. I knew I had this today. I knew I wasn't going to preach on Hebrews. But I wasn't sure exactly where I wanted to go today. So I reread 2 Thessalonians, 1 and 2 Timothy, Titus and Philemon this morning. And... Now, you know, it only took me like a half hour to do all that because that's how I read. But, you know, but I had a great time at it. I just I really enjoyed just going straight through, not not waiting. Because what I usually do when I'm reading is I stop and I go, oh, wow. And I'm flipping back and forth and I never get past three or four verses because I'm, I'm studying the whole time. And I can't, I, you know, but just making forcing myself to sit down, and just plow through and just read these letters, you know, and all of it being Paul and. Most of it being prison epistles and, you know, just seeing this, you know, just seeing the whole thing unfold. It was just a joy to me, you know, and I hope reading your Bible has been a joy to you. Um, We've only got two, three weeks left. You know, we're going to be getting into Revelation here in about two weeks, about a week and a half, actually. Um, so just keep that in mind. You know, we've got a lot to cover in that book. Um, so just, you know. If you if you've fallen behind, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Just pick back up and keep getting into it. We're gonna have another reading plan after this is done. Um, I think you're gonna enjoy this one. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of interesting, kind of different. And um, you know, if you want to hop in on it, you can. If not, I'm not gonna tell you what it is just yet. But uh, you know, we'll get to it here in a couple of weeks. Um, so Second Timothy chapter two tonight. Second Timothy chapter two. Verse 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I had to, I had to go here tonight just to remind you guys, you're, you're, even though you hate the name, you are actually soldiers. Not, yeah. not in the military, but you're soldiers of Christ. No man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned, except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that labors must be first partaker of the fruits. Lord, thank you for the night. 
and for this uh, group that is gathered together to gather around your word, help us now to understand in Jesus' name. Amen. So Paul is, is, is giving Timothy some instruction as a pastor, really. Um, and, you know, but he, he does say um, later on in chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So even though this is written primarily to pastors, it's also for, you know, it's also, there's principles here that we can pull out and use for ourselves, okay? And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight because Paul gives three illustrations about remaining faithful through a time of apostasy. And we're definitely in a time of apostasy, right? And and what, what we need to remember about ourselves, uh, there's three things, there are three people that Paul compares us to in this passage, the steward, the soldier, and the sportsman. All right, so let's look at the steward. Verse 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that's in Jesus Christ, and the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. This is biblical stewardship. What is a steward? Someone who is, uh, it's like you're handed down something, you're a steward of that. You're to manage it for a period of time, and then it's. But it, it, say you're a steward of someone else's money. You're a financial planner. You have access to my bank account, and you're able to take money out of my bank account, put money into my bank account. But that's not your money. Your job is to steward the money, make investments for me. That that you know, um, you know. So um, anybody here into Downton Abbey? No. Morgan. Morgan. What did, what did, what did uh, the Earl of Grantham always say about himself? He never owned Downton Abbey. He was the steward. He was just a steward. He didn't own the place. He was a steward. He was, as long as he lived, his job was to manage the place, manage that property. You know, in a very real sense, everything that we own is stewardship. Because, you know, my wife and I have held deeds in our hands for three separate houses. And the one we have now, we still don't own. And even if we paid it off tomorrow, we still wouldn't own it because we can't take it with us when we die. Somebody else is going to live in that house after we're dead. Oh, I'm just going to set it on fire. You're just going to set it on fire? <laughs> well, someone's going, to own that, someone's going to own that three-quarter acre of property and build another house on it then. But we're all just stewards, and stewards take care of that which was given to them, and then they hand it off to someone else. That's an important part of stewardship we don't talk about a lot in, in biblical teaching is that a steward's job is also to hand off the stewardship, to not hold on to it. It's our job to pass it on. And here's he says, you know, um, be strong, and the things you've heard of me, the same commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So here's this stewardship continuing to pass down. Timothy, I have taught you these things. Now you teach them to other people and expect them to teach them to other people. You know, as I teach you here at the Military Fellowship Center, my job is not to teach you just so that you can get it. You're supposed to get it and pass it along. You know, you don't come here just looking for spiritual knowledge for yourself. You're supposed to be passing it on to someone else. But I want to say just a few things before I get past the stewardship thing and get into the soldiering and say this. Make sure that what you pass on is biblical doctrine. Okay, and make sure that what you're getting is biblical doctrine. Okay, well, we live in an era in an era of apostasy, and apostasy doesn't mean that we live in an era just with wicked people on the outside of the church trying to destroy the church. Apostasy means there's wicked people inside the church. 
trying to destroy the church. And there are wicked preachers. Try, and they don't even know that they're trying to destroy the church, but they are. And you've got to make sure that you don't judge your teacher by the size of the crowd, by the length of their pedigree, by the, 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 the school they went to, or anything, but by their biblical soundness. That's what you judge your teachers by, their biblical soundness. Do they hold true to the Word of God? Do they show a pattern in their life of holding true to the Word of God? Are they teaching just the Word of God, or are they teaching their opinions? Or are they not teaching the Word of God at all just to make people happy? Stroking the ego and making sure people are happy so they keep coming back. Make sure that what you're getting is biblical, and then make sure that what you're passing on is biblical. You know, be a diligent student of the Word of God. Verse 15 of chapter 2 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Anybody here ever go to Awanas when you were younger? Oh, yeah, a few hands. That was your, that was your verse, wasn't it? That's the Awanas verse. Study to show yourself approved unto God. That's what we're all called to do, to study the word of God, to show ourselves a, a, uh, a workman, someone who is working the fields, uh, Fishing, farming, whatever our work is, showing forth the Word of God, dividing it correctly. So get what you get and then pass it on. This, that's the first thing we're supposed to do when, in a time of apostasy. second thing to do is remember that we're soldiers. Look at verse number 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Again, I know you guys hate that term. You're not soldiers, right? You're Marines, right? But in the biblical sense, you are a soldier. <laughs> Basically, what Paul's saying here is you're going to have a hard time. Life is going to be difficult. Get over it. Grow up and understand that. It's going to be bad. You're going to have hardness. You're going to be in battles. You're going to be fighting. You're going to be bleeding, right? And there's going to be trouble and heartache in your life. And, and listen, ministry is tough, whether it's professional or lay ministry. It's tough. You know, being a, being a pastor is a tough job. But being a, a Sunday school teacher, being a, a, running the nursery, you know, just volunteering, going out with the church and knocking on doors, it's all tough. You know, I mean, I've, I've been out knocking on doors and had people just cuss me out. And the little girl that was with me just bawling her eyes out. And this guy doesn't care. He's just cussing us out. And I'm just trying to defuse the situation, you know. I've had dogs sicked on me. I've had the cops called on me just for knocking on doors and trying to tell people about Jesus. You know, you, it's, this, this stuff happens, you know. And I remind myself all the time when that happens, what my pastor always told me, what Jesus told him through the Word of God if they hate you, they hated me before they hated you, <laughs> right? They don't hate me. They hate what I'm telling them, you know, so it's okay. So, but you're going to have hardship, and we have to be reminded on a regular basis to stay strong. You know, Ephesians, you read just a few weeks ago, or actually last week, I guess it was. Ephesians, um, yeah, verse 10, 610. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then he says, put on the whole armor of God. Why do you got to put on the whole armor of God? Because you're going to get attacked. So, and, and, and you're going to be tempted to run. 
And if you go through that whole armor of God, verses 11 down through 17, you notice something about the armor. There's nothing on the back. All you got is a breastplate. You got shin guards, and, or, 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 you know, if you take the shoes a piece, being shin guards and shoes, that plate. You got the helmet of salvation, and you got your sword. You don't have anything on the back. Why? Because the church never retreats. We never back down. We never give up. We never quit. Right? This is all there is to it. And so we have to be reminded on a regular basis, stay strong. Um, because some run away when duty gets rough. Some people don't like, like hardness. Nobody really likes hardness. But some people run from it, and others rise to it and take advantage of it. Use it as an opportunity to grow. You know? Um, a good, I, got, I wrote soldier here, a good Marine knows how to push aside the things that are going to stop him or her from fighting the battle. Look what it says here. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who's chosen him to be a Marine. Got to put it there, by the way. Listen, you know, you, a good fighter, a good warrior, warrior knows yeah. how to push aside the things that will stop them from fighting the fight. I shared this story before, but it's a perfect illustration for tonight. Um, Jocko Willink, the Navy SEAL, who was the commander of Task Force Bruiser in, during the Battle of Ramadi, um, he said that one time his, uh, he had a um, conference call with his wife and kids scheduled so that they, they could talk to each other. And it was between you know, skirmishes and everything, and they were back at the main base behind lines, and, and he was able to get an Internet connection. And, and, he knew, and, and the, the last time he talked to his wife, she said, the kids, we want to schedule a time when the kids can talk to you because they want to see where you live. So he's like, okay, cool. And he says about five minutes before the schedule, he, went, he reminded himself and he went, oh, wow, okay. So I reached under my bunk, he says. I pulled out the shoebox and I picked out all the letters and all the pictures of the kids and the pictures that they had drawn and I tacked them up on the wall around my bunk. And then I turned on the laptop, let the kids talk, showed them the room. Then when it was over, I took everything off the wall, put it back in the box and put it underneath the bed. Because when I'm in battle... I cannot think about them because if I'm thinking about them, somebody might die because I'm going to try to save myself for them. He said, I have to be focused on the battle at hand so that I can do my best job so that my men have the best opportunity to, to survive. And that's the whole point of this. You know, if you look at that in the original Greek, know the man that wars and tangles himself with the affairs of this life. It, there's actually the construction talks about sharing the problems. It actually, there's, a, there's a word in there that makes you think that he's talking about uh, we're all sharing in these problems. You know? We, we, you know, endure hardness. It's actually really a share hardness. So the reason we don't entangle ourselves with the affairs of this life is because people's souls are on the line. Okay? Now, a lot of people take this as an opportunity to say, well, you know, it's better if a man isn't married as a, as a preacher because then he's not worried about wife and kids. In some sense, that's true, but not always. Paul, Paul says all the time <laughs> throughout the scriptures, it's better to marry than burn. You know, don't, don't, get, don't get yourself in trouble, you know. But, but again, you know, there, you, have to, you have to learn how to push aside those things that could stop you from focusing because... We are called to focus. 
we are called to focus because we are also called to share in Christ's sufferings. Um, Philippians 3.10, listen to this. Paul says, well, let's go back to verse 9, or verse 8. Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Verse 9, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is of the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse 10, that I may know him. Paul says, I'm going through all this stuff, and I count everything that I've gained as loss. You know, all my degrees, all, my, uh, all the things I gained as a Pharisee, all the, thing, all the accolades I got, I count, it's all gone so that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Man, don't you wish that verse stopped right there? And the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. <clears throat> Basically, everything in my life, I have to be willing to crucify Put to death if it means following Jesus Christ. That's different for everybody. Not everybody's called to, to, to deny things in the same way. We all have different callings. But when God tells you to do it's like, uh, how many guys you guys hear me say this? If you come to me and say, hey, Dave, is it okay for me? Stop, because the answer is no. You already know it's no. You're just looking for an excuse. You're looking for permission. If you have to ask that question, you already know the answer is no. You already know it's wrong for you. doesn't mean that it's wrong for everybody, but it's wrong for you. <laughs> I don't know if it's wrong for me or wrong for Oscar. or It doesn't matter, but it's wrong for you because you're asking. You know, And you have to be willing to put anything that Christ tells you to put on the cross. Galatians 2.20 again. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live now in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, right? That's what we're called to do. Well, how about, how about this one? I got another one for you. I should have marked these in my Bible so I could have turned to them quicker. Romans 8.17, listen to this. We're called to, 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 to uh, suffer. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. You want the glory? you got to take the suffering. You want the crown? you got to have the cross. There's got to be pain. You say, but why? Because your Savior went through pain. He went through pain. Not just on the cross. He was reviled and hated of men. He was called a demon-possessed man. He was called the son of Satan. He was, he, you know, and if they weren't saying bad things about him, they were trying to make him the king, which is even worse. It wasn't his time. So he was always misunderstood. Oh, you ever feel misunderstood? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. Well, you're in good company because Jesus was misunderstood. Right? And we're called to that fellowship of suffering. Because we're heirs, joint heirs with Christ. And so if we suffer with him, we'll be glorified together with him. The only way you can fulfill your duty is to be focused. When those heartaches and troubles come, don't entangle yourself with the affairs of this life. Please him that has called you to be a good soldier. Marine, sorry.
Earth. I heard that. It's not me. So, so don't, you know, learn how to put aside certain things and learn how to set aside even good things sometimes in order for you to fulfill the calling, the duty that Christ has called you to. So we have the steward, we have the soldier, and now verse 5, the sportsman. And if a man strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. Once again, Paul pulls out a sports metaphor because he loved the Greek games. Paul was just a, a massive fan of the Greek games. And um, he, t he talks about, I mean, he uses sports metaphors in Philippians and here and all over the place. He uses sports metaphors. He was just a big fan of sports. And so, once again, he's saying, um, let, me, let me use this illustration for you, Timothy. If you go back to 1 Timothy 4, listen to what he says to Timothy. But refuse, uh, verse Timothy 4, 7, But refuse profane and old wives' tables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of the life that is now, that it now is, and of that which is to come. Now that is, not a, that is not a verse where you can just take it and say, well, the Bible says you're not supposed to exercise. Because physical exercise doesn't, doesn't profit you anything. You know, it says it profits you a little. Why does it say a little? Because you're here for a little while. It does profit you for the whole time you're here, though, right? But exercise yourself unto godliness as well. And make that the main focus of your life. You know? And so he says, he says to Timothy in 1 Timothy, exercise like an athlete. Now he tells him in 2 Timothy, play by the rules. If a man strives for masteries, he is not crowned except that he strive lawfully. Right? I read a, I saw a story about years ago somebody won supposedly won the Boston Marathon back in the 60s but the dude cheated he was there at the start then he ducked down an alley took a bus came out at the, came out towards the end and was in the front got you know he was completely rested so he came out in the middle of the pack about 20 30 behind and then just sprinted all the way to the front they found him out later he didn't get to keep the crown, did he? You know? But listen, there are rules. You've got to play by the rules. All right? You know? You can't cork your bat. That's illegal. You know? You can't have a piece of sandpaper in your glove. You can't, you can't cheat. Okay? And when it comes to living the Christian life, you can't cheat. You just can't cheat it. You have to do things the way the Bible says to do them. Are there things in here you don't like? Shake your head like this. Yes. Does that give you permission to not obey those things? No. Not at all. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean you can't, you know, you're not, you're excused from doing it. Because if you think that, then you're a five-year-old. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we have a whole society full of five-year-olds right now. You know, we've got to start making the decisions that the, that the Bible tells us to make and just do it. So here's what, here's what Paul's telling Timothy basically at the end here. Timmy, you must obey the word of God. No matter what others say, you are not running this race to please people. Get rich or be famous. You're running this race to please Jesus Christ. 
period. So the question comes up tonight, why are you here? Why are you running this race? Are you here to pass it on to someone else? Are you, are you willing to take the hardships that are going to come from the ridicule you're going to get and from the, the attacks that Satan's going to throw at you for following Christ? And are you willing to play by the rules? Sometimes we don't like playing by the rules. Sometimes we want to jump ship. We want to, we want to jump ahead. We want to leapfrog. We want to get in that bus and go down to the end of the Boston Marathon and, and sneak in. Sometimes we, we, want, we want it all now. See, that was my problem when I was a young preacher. I want it all now. From 1997 to 2001, I wanted it now. I wanted a church pastor right then. You know? And God had to put me through several things to slow me down and make me go, okay, it's in his time. You know? And then when I became a pastor, I wanted it all now. I was going to have a church of 500 people in five years. Never happened. Never happened. Didn't happen in 10. Didn't happen in 14. Right, and then you know, <laughs> you know, I want this. I wanted this build. I was telling everybody we're gonna have this building done by you know November 2018. Well, that didn't happen because we didn't have the money. Then I was telling everybody, well, we'll have it. We'll have it built by the end of April. Well, that ain't gonna happen. It's gonna happen when God lets it happen. Amen. Plain and simple. So you gotta take your time. You gotta, you gotta be willing to go through the troubles and heartaches, and then you gotta play by the rules. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Field Notes. If you have been blessed by the preaching and teaching you have heard, consider visiting our website at militaryfellowshipministry.com and click the Donate button. Any amount will be a great help to us as we continue to reach our men and women in the military with the gospel. Join us next week as we continue our study of God's Word. God bless you.